Welcome to Jesus Dates. Things should be different. And I kept saying, where's the caring church? Because I'm thinking, I'm leaving. I don't want a part of this church because I don't see caring in any way, shape, or form. where we hear real stories of how God is moving in the lives of very real people. Whether he's led them to a mountaintop experience or a long walk through a valley, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. Okay, my name is Stephanie Johnson, and I was born in Waterville, Michigan, which I can't spell, so okay. I tell everybody I was born in Kalamazoo. Okay. But I don't remember much about that because I left after second grade and we moved to Keene, Texas, where my parents were teachers at a Christian college, Southwestern Adventist University. Oh, awesome. Is it is it true that everything's bigger in Texas? Yeah, and they talk funny there, too. We had to get used to the, can we carry you somewhere? And I'm thinking, you're going to pick me up and carry me somewhere? No, they wanted to give me a ride in their car. Really? So I had to get used to their jargon just a little okay, bit. <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, going off of that, what is something that you can say about yourself that you're really good at? Well, I'm very creative. And yes. as a young child, my mother always said my song was Don't Fence Me In. Oh, and I, love I to, it. to this day, I think that's the truth. Uh, uh, I'm a mentor. I learned that I like teaching swimming. I did that at, at junior camp in Texas, okay. Lone Star Camp. And I learned there uh, that my best leaders were troublemakers. And so I would always put my troublemaker kids on the waterfront to work helping me teach swimming. And that kept them out of trouble. Wow. So were you also a troublemaker? Or are you still one? Yes. <laughs> I, ha- I have a very good friend. It, it, I have to do this in pairs because... Yeah. I've got a very creative mind, so I dream up all the practical jokes. Yeah. And then I have this really good friend who she'll say, okay, let's go do it. And so (laughs) I would never do it if she wasn't there. So it's a combo. (laughs) Okay, so it's a combo. So so I guess, like, where are you at now in life? Because you're not still in Texas. No. Uh, We're in Orlando, Florida, Apopka, Florida. Okay. And I teach at Forest Lake Academy. And I'm also uh, their chaplain, and I've developed a servant leadership program to teach troublemaker kids to be leaders and use that energy for good. Oh, that's awesome. So is it it difficult sometimes? It can be difficult at times, and it's always a challenge, and it's always a gamble. Um, But I'll take the gamble any day Mm. and take a chance on a kid who I see the leadership especially if you look on their heart and you see good stuff, even though they might be into mischief. Uh, Mm. If you can harness that, uh, yeah, I've taken a lot of gambles. And you know what? Most of the time they've worked out. Okay, I love it. You're a gambler. So I've asked you to share one story about how when you have seen God work in your life and you knew he was alive and active. And so I guess for you, where does that story begin? It begins at... um, a time in my life when, well, you know, I grew up at a time where there are a lot of rules and regulations. And, you know, following rules 
to have a relationship with Jesus seemed to be the way to go in the 50s. Okay. Um, and it wasn't until I was about 30 that I discovered that the rules don't work and mm. that you need a relationship. How, how did you discover that? Uh, both my parents were fired from oh. the school where they taught. And I had just become a chaplain in the 80s. Okay. At one of our academies. And you were in your 30s at this point? Yeah. And um, it was difficult. And we were making a move to uh, Forest Lake. And there was a lot of baggage because all of a sudden, the rules weren't working anymore for me. Mm. I needed to develop a relationship with Jesus. Um, And so that was a process that I went through. And then we moved down here. It was first time in the 90s we were at Forest Lake. Down here in Florida. Uh-huh. And uh, I discovered there were a lot of kids who were being bullied and um, were having a tough time. And one of those kids was my son. Oh. And I thought to myself, here I work at a Christian school, and things should be different. Yeah. And I kept saying, where's the caring church? Because I didn't see that because... My parents had just gotten fired. Yeah. And we had made a move. And then you're seeing your son. Yeah. And and so I'm thinking, I'm leaving. I don't want a part of this church because I don't see caring in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. So I started doing a walk around campus, a walk and talk and prayer time with God because I was developing a really close relationship with Him. And he kept putting that phrase on my heart, the caring church. And it made me mad. (laughs) So why did it make you mad? Because I didn't think it was caring. And I didn't want any part of it anymore. I was tired of it. Because you were about to pick up and leave. Uh, Right, exactly. And so I finally just said, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? And he said, teach kids how to care. Change the church. And so I did. So, so what went through your mind when you heard that? Were you like hey. a lot of resistance? <laughs> it's like you know, I learned you can yell at God, and the sky doesn't fall down on top of you, and you don't drop dead. It's yeah. okay to scream and yell at God if you want to. <laughs> um, but we worked through that, and little by little, he started putting things on my heart to do. And I would start. We started a thing called can openers. Okay. It was a small group program. I was taking my master's in counseling at Rollins College at the time. Okay. So everything I learned there, I was kind of putting into the program. So we started that. So what? So what is can openers? Can openers was a small group, and uh, basically we used the word can openers because it is letting the good stuff out. Because so many kids shut down and they don't want people to know who they are for fear they'll be ridiculed. And I wanted them to have a safe place where they could open that can and let people know who they really were. Okay. So we started that. And did kids actually open up and say stuff? Well, the first group was real interesting because none of them hung out together at school, but they had a commonality that they wanted to help other people. Hmm. And so I watched them come into that first meeting and I could see they had one foot out the door. It was like, eh, I don't know these people. I don't hang out with these people. Yeah. But before the year was out, they still weren't the hanging out outside of school people. But if they had a problem, they didn't go to their 
friends that they socialized with as much as they came to the group. To the can openers. To the group oh, that they okay. found trust. Awesome. Yeah. So okay. what made you think, was it just <clears throat> while you're working at Rollins <clears throat> and just praying about it, you <clears throat> thought of this idea? Because yeah, yeah. when God's saying, hey, the caring yeah. church, were you like, yeah. how? Like, how? He, and that was the first thing? He always puts put things, new programs on my heart in the spring. Okay. So we'd try it and see if it would work. The next one was the Shadows program, which is like Big Brother, Big Sister. Okay. You know, have a little shadow that goes in and out with me. Yeah. And so we called it that. And we started when we had kids going over to the elementary school. But where I knew God was at work in all of this is I didn't realize when you are a servant leader and you try to lead like Jesus led, you're going to get a lot of criticism. Oh, were people not excited well, about it? Well, you know, and I and I look at Jesus and he got criticized Absolutely. for everything. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is just part of the package. But I was kind of shocked the first time. And so, yeah, there was a lot of pushback on the can openers and the shadows program. So what do you think people... What made them uncomfortable, or why do you suppose they criticized it? I think older people are scared of youth leadership, hmm. and uh, they don't think they can lead. You know, you give them the tools to lead. I mean, I've never been disappointed. Yeah. But I think it's really hard for uh, older people. Uh, to understand, like, hey, youth can lead. Yeah, exactly. So... The first year this, that we did the can openers, I said we had like three groups, three or four groups. The next year I had like 12. Wow. And uh, before I left, I had 20 groups going. I had about 150 kids coming back on the Forest Lake campus on Monday nights for can openers. Same thing happened with the Shadows program. It got criticized, and where I had 10 or 15 all of a sudden it shot up and I had a hundred kids going over there. And it was almost like God was saying, no, this is my program and I want it to go. So I really saw God working, you know, it's like, and every time I have gotten a lot of criticism, it's like, bam, I get letters in the mail from kids who've been in this program and they'll say, Ms. Johnson, this is what's happening in my life. And I'm going to tell you how much these classes, the opportunity to lead has meant to me and how awesome. it has made a difference in my life. Awesome. So you could tell that oh, it yeah. was changing mm-hmm. the students' lives. Yes. It was just other people that it was maybe... And God just kept encouraging with. me by letting <laughs> things grow or getting pieces of affirmation that said, hey, this is working. Yeah, absolutely. So that's probably where I've really seen God work, and I've and I've been humbled. So from that can openers, or from those programs, um, until today, like, have you seen it continue to build into a caring church? I think there's individual caring, and I think the kids that go through this program. It's hard to, you know, you can't cookie cutter it because it looks different for each individual. I mean, I had a parent tell me one time, you talked about this in parent meeting, you talked about it at the board. My kids have been in your program, and it's like, I don't, still don't get it because it doesn't look the same. And he finally said, but I get it now because it looks different on each individual. 
And so I think the caring is there. And I think everybody does it in its individual way. I mean, I've, I've done this at several schools throughout the United States. And uh, I get awesome. the same same results from the kids. And but I see them making a difference in other people's lives. I had a girl come up to me and was anxious to meet me. Because her mentor was somebody that I had had in the program. And Yvette had talked about me. And so this girl was wanting to get to know me awesome. because of Yvette. And I thought to myself, isn't that really neat? From Came from me to Yvette, I can't think of her name right now, to yeah. a, a, another, another student. So I, I see it passing on. And I think it's making... A difference in lives. I, I hope that the church changes uh, yeah. because of it. But uh, you know, I guess it's more about changing lives and helping people keep walking with Jesus more than it is about are you a member of a certain church. Awesome, I love that. So, if I can ask you, are you glad that you didn't leave? Yes, I'm glad I didn't leave. You know, God uses bad things. Uh, you know, mm. that's only one story. I mean, I'm yeah. a, I'm a two time cancer survivor uh, as well, mm. wow. and um, I love how I've gotten closer to God through these things. And God can take challenge it. As a matter if it's a health challenge, if it's a spiritual crisis, if you let Him and if you let Him walk with you, uh, He will use those to prepare you for what He wants you to do in your life to be a blessing to somebody else. Awesome. So what is the biggest takeaway that you want to leave with the listeners? Well, it kind of came up in my um, Facebook page this morning. And so it's a quote that says, uh, we are not all called to be Mother Teresa but we're all called to be Jesus. And we're all Ooh. called to do things as if He were living and dwelling within us, and that when people see us, they should see Jesus. And uh, I think that's what makes a difference in people's lives, and whether it becomes the caring church or doesn't. If it becomes caring individuals and people look at individuals and say, there's something different about you. Tell me, why do you have that peace? What is it about you that radiates joy? And you have that opportunity to say, I know Jesus. Oh, thank you. See, you're a natural at podcasting. If you'd like to share your story of how God is working in your life, leave us a message on our Jesus Days voicemail number 218-656-0540 or send us a message on our Instagram page at The Current Ministry. This podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azrael Post, and this is your host, Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus Day. Is it, I'm trying to think, is your Mini Cooper, you got that as a... My Mini Cooper I got as a celebration of life. It was my second 
time around my five year second time five year anniversary of beating cancer. Wow! And so I got something to celebrate my life. Wow! So how fast have you taken it? It doesn't have the S package okay. on it, so oh, I probably if, if I get scooting down the road, it's easy to see me at eighty five. I love it. 